This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Taylor Swift and her private jet have quite the carbon footprint. She's a mile-high climate change fraud. Then, America's farmland is falling into the hands of billionaire elitists and Chinese communists. We're getting to the bottom of it with North Dakota's Ag Commissioner. Then, she's an MMA fighter, and oh yeah, she's raking in the big bucks selling foot pics on OnlyFans. Don't hate the player, hate the game. Felice Herrick joins me in studio. And last but not least, you know I have some final thoughts. And we're starting off the hottest month of the year right now. Taylor Swift is known for a lot of things, including her bad taste in men, as evidenced by her 2020 vote for Joe Brandon. But besides that, lefty Swifty is also a climate change hypocrite. According to new research gathered by Yard, Taylor Swift is quite the carbon footprint offender. Her private jet was flown 170 times between January and July, which amounts to 22,000 minutes or 16 days in the air. The carbon footprint on that is, drumroll please, 8,240 metric tons. That means Miss Swift's emissions mount to 1,185 times more than the average person's total annual emissions. You know, us little people. But Taylor's team was swift with the damage control cleanup on her mile-high hypocrisy, noting that that carbon footprint isn't all Taylor's doing because she loans her plane out to others. Okay, and what the hell difference does that make? It's her plane. And what are the odds she's loaning out that plane to other rich liberals who also claim to be climate crusaders? I'd say the chances are a mile high. Look, I'm not going to shame Taylor for flying private. That's one of the luxuries of being rich and famous. You don't have to fly commercial and deal with delayed flights, long layovers, lost luggage, and legrooms so non-existent you feel like an airline pretzel. So good for Taylor. She earned that plane. What burns my behind about this whole thing is the hypocrisy. Taylor and the rest of the celebrities on this long list of pollution pimps are all full of it. This just goes to show how little these activist celebrities really care about the causes they grandstand and shame the rest of us for. They have to fly private because they are too important. Just like Representative Cori Bush has to have private security because her safety is paramount. These celebrities are only horrified by climate change when it comes from blue collar workers busting their butts to make a living in the fossil fuel industry. Their jobs are expendable, but Swift's private jet isn't. Up next, Bill Gates and the Chinese communists are both buying up land in North Dakota. And as a South Dakotan, I find this a little more than problematic. But North Dakota's ag commissioner is sounding the alarm and he joins me next. Back in November, Red River Trust, a.k.a. Bill Gates, quietly purchased a whopping 2,100 acres of farmland in North Dakota. This purchase spans two counties and costs about $13.5 million. If you're wondering how many native North Dakotans could afford that, the answer is zero. But this isn't the first land purchase Gates has in his portfolio. In fact, he is the largest private owner of farmland in the country with roughly 269,000 acres across dozens of states. 
And if that wasn't unsettling enough, Gates isn't the only one buying up land. A Chinese company and food manufacturer purchased 300 acres near Grand Forks and 20 minutes from the Grand Forks Air Force Base. That is unsettling to say the least. What business do Gates and Communist China have in North Dakota and their farmland? And what will this do to the state, our country, and everyone as a whole? I need to know, and I have the perfect person to ask. Joining me now is North Dakota Agricultural Commissioner Doug Goring. Commissioner, thank you so much for being with me. I am a proud South Dakotan, and this disturbs me to my very core, and I know that you've been sounding the alarm. Let's start with Bill Gates. When you heard that he was buying up all this land in North Dakota, what was your initial thought? Well, one of the first things that I got asked about was, is it legal? What's he doing? And I know that people wanted uh, to know a lot of the details. When it was confirmed that uh, Bill Gates had purchased the land, I had numerous calls. Uh, in fact, to this day, I'm still getting emails. I'm getting snail mail and I'm getting phone calls about it. Uh, people are upset. Uh, Bill Gates doesn't share the same values that the Midwest does. Uh, Bill has actually attacked uh, agriculture and animal agriculture. And that's upsetting to people. I think the biggest question is uh, after they learned some of the details about what the price of the land sold for, they wondered why didn't this go up for public auction? Because neighbors in that area said that land would have brought more money at public auction than it would have just gone out seeking out Bill Gates and selling it to him. So we saw that it did go through as a, a legal purchase, despite the people of the area being upset about it. And as you mentioned, wanting it to go out for public auction. But what does he plan to do with this land? Does anybody know his actual plans, why he want farmland in North Dakota. As you mentioned, he's all about lab-grown meat. He's against the agriculture industry as it relates to, you know, cattle producers themselves. So why North Dakota? I mean, you've got a beautiful state, but of all the places that Bill Gates could maybe have a second or third home or, or some beautiful land, I don't know if North Dakota would be his first choice. Well, it's, it's probably more likely with uh, a lot of people they start to look at land as an investment because over time it appreciates. And uh, uh, he immediately has a lot of equity in this and appreciated equity because as I stated before, uh, people in that surrounding county in that area have said uh, that land would sell for more at uh, public auction. Uh, land isn't, it's more than what he paid for it. So he already had an appreciable asset uh, in his portfolio. Well, it is, and it might seem like small potatoes, but when you look at a state the size of North Dakota, which is an agricultural state similar to my home state of South Dakota, and you look at the locals, the family ranches and the family farms that could use that land to cultivate something, to cultivate a product, now that that's not for the taking for them anymore, we're already losing our cattle producers slowly but surely. It's a dying breed of Americans, the American cattlemen. And then you've got a billionaire elitist who believes in impossible burgers and lab-grown meat coming into North Dakota and buying up land that your average family rancher or farmer could not afford I see the anger about Bill Gates coming in, but this is bigger than just Bill Gates the person. This goes down to the very core of being a Dakotan and having somebody come in and fundamentally change your way of life little by little, and not just North Dakota, but in a dozen states that he owns this land. And I can see, rightfully so, why people are so fired up. Well, and they are. And I think to the other degree, 
it's been asked, what's he going to do at the land? So a deal was made, as I understand, uh, where he actually leased that back to the family he purchased it from. So it sounds as though it may stay in production agriculture, but uh, it, it's created a lot of confusion. People are just... Well, my initial my initial thought on that is also it's also very unsettling, even if he is leasing back the land, because I'll tell you, I come from a family of ranchers and they have long said that once the American cattleman is run out of business, they will still be working the land because we need food, but they will essentially be serfs on the land. They will be servants to a landlord. And you've got somebody like Bill Gates, who is a billionaire. And it might seem like it's all a big conspiracy theory. But when you check everything out that's been going on, everything they told us was a conspiracy theory for the last two years has come true. So I see why people are upset, but maybe even more unsettling than Bill Gates buying this land is Chinese communist companies coming in and buying land. What in the world would they need those acres 20 minutes from an Air Force base in Grand Forks? For the life of me, I can't figure out the motivation here unless it's some kind of a national security threat. What have you heard about that? Technically, when you see land that's being purchased, it is ag land or it's farmland. And in this situation, uh, they reclassified it for a commercial property and they're looking at building a corn lysine plant. Now, a lot of the farmers in the area <clears throat> are a little frustrated because we're not getting a lot of value-added investment in North Dakota and they, they welcome it. They don't necessarily like who the owner is, but uh, people are torn. And I know that as citizens in the state, some are asking the question why, and I know the issue came up about the Grand Forks Air Force Base. I did make some inquiries in Washington because right now it's legal. There's, there's nothing that's illegal about what happened. In these foreign direct investments that you see taking place across the United States, if they put up bricks and mortar, they generally tend to comply because they don't want the federal government to come in and confiscate their property and resell it on them. I know we'd certainly like to see corporate America step up and not be risk adverse and invest more in North Dakota, invest more in value-added agriculture. We have wonderful opportunities here. We're the furthest north and the furthest west on the uh, corn belt and, and soybean producing states and have the quickest route into the ports on the uh, upper Midwest or the upper Northwest. So we'd like to see some more taking place. I know that it's, it's unfortunate that this has come up, but I know that they're not gonna be able to farm the land. They're gonna have to be good corporate partners if they're really gonna come to Grand Forks. And I know that every eye is on them. So there's a lot to sort out here and the federal government still has to look at this situation, determine is it uh, is it legit or do they have some concerns about it? Well, I find it very concerning. I understand that everybody in a, in a small state loves investment. They love people to come in because it raises the value of everything when you have investment. But when you have Chinese communist investment in a place like North Dakota, I find that incredibly unsettling between Bill Gates and China coming in and between all the blue state liberals coming in. I mean, to me, it feels like a fundamental threat to the way of life that us Midwesterners have enjoyed for so long. And it's really bothersome. But thank you for keeping an eye on it. And uh, we're just going to have to all stay vigilant because it's definitely coming and our states are changing. And we just got to see what's uh, what's true progress and what's going to be a threat. But thank you, Commissioner, for keeping us abreast of the situation. Thank you. Take care.
All right, still ahead, she's an MMA fighter and current OnlyFans hustler. Felice Herrick joins me next. Her nickname is the Lil Bulldog, and not only is she a mixed martial artist and combat sports star, she's also a bona fide OnlyFans hustler, raking in big bucks for foot picks and even selling her dirty socks. Call it what you want, but she's tiptoeing this side hustle all the way to the bank. Joining me now is MMA fighter Felice Herrick. All right. So I get maybe five comments on my stuff a day saying OnlyFans is the place to go. If you want to make money, go on OnlyFans. But she did it, and you're making money. What inspired the transition? Uh, you know, OnlyFans has this, like, weird stigma. Like, you think, like, oh, sex workers. You think, oh, pornography. And it's, like, it's not just that. Like, it's a, you know, like, it's more like a freedom of speech platform. Like, you don't have to worry about getting censored or your stuff getting taken down. Like, I was dealing with two ACL surgeries. Um, fighting, like, MMA, like, isn't, like, like other, like, sports. Like, you know, like football. If you sign a big contract with the NFL, you get injured, you get sidelined you still get paid. Like with MMA, you you don't. You don't fight, you don't get paid. So ever since, in 2007, I was on a reality show called Fight Girls. And I remember people would always be like, oh, your feet, like they'd like, like, I, like my signature move used to be like a front kick to the face. And I remember like people would make these dirty comments about my feet. I'm like, what? And like there was like a wiki feet of me out there. Like I'm I like, also have a wiki feet, by the way. Yeah. All right, all right. <laughs> you got nice toes. Well, thank you, thank you. <laughs> yes, you're welcome. But um, so I just like during like the pandemic and during my knee surgery, I was like, I had just bought a house. I'm like, what am I gonna do for money? I'm like, uh, is it weird if I start a OnlyFans foot page? Because there seems to be the market there. And I knew nothing about OnlyFans. You. You don't really know until you're on there and you learn as you go. And then I realized people just, the money was just like ridiculous. I've made more money in the past year on OnlyFans than I've ever made my entire fight career. Are you comfortable telling us how much you've made to date? Give half us an a estimate. million dollars. Oh, you've made half a million dollars? <laughs> yes. In the last couple of years? Year. In the last year? So, okay. Say what you want, but these bad boys, these puppies are making me... So it's the just. <laughs> so let's, let's 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 break this down a little bit because I am now fascinated by this. I mean, I I rake in some pretty good money on Cameo, mm -hmm. but not like that kind of money. And the pictures that you're sending, they're not explicit pictures. They are literally your feet. My feet. I mean, I'll be sexy in them, you know, like nude implied, but like nothing. Like you don't see my little hoo ha. You don't see my tatas. You don't see any of that. It's just like. My feet, like, just, they love it. And there's a customer out there. Apparently, there's a, a customer out there. Yes. What does that say about society? Are your customers, I would guess, predominantly male? I mean, I don't know if I have females on there. Maybe, but probably, yes. I think it's just, so. I guess, supposedly, from what I've heard, I could be wrong. It's like, the number one fetish is, like, feet. That is the weirdest thing. But if you're able to, you know, flip a couple bucks from it, I just am astounded at how much you can make by selling foot pictures. But the OnlyFans dynamic, I mean, I know that a little bit about OnlyFans. They have a subscription, and then they have where people don't have to pay for a subscription, but they pay for a specific request. So do right. you do both, or how do these come in? For those that are not familiar with OnlyFans, how does this come well, about? Well, so I have the subscription base, so I charge $9.99 a month. So, And a lot of people just go on there because they're hoping you're going to get naked, you know? Um, 
But then there's also like, I literally can do a live stream. There's something apparently called ignoring video. I could literally lay here with my feet and just post a little camera and then they'll just like tip you, they tip you. So sometimes I'll make like $500 in like 20 minutes just by doing like a live stream. What is OnlyFans cut of that? 20%, they take 20%. But who cares, it's totally worth it. Were you astounded at how much you were able to make? Yes, I didn't know, like, you know, going into it, I had no idea, like, anything about it. I just kept seeing people, like, post things, like, oh, OnlyFans, OnlyFans. And I was under, under the impression it was, like, nudity. But then I was like, well, what happens if I, like, I didn't know, like, there's no, like, fine print that's like, oh, if you want to be on OnlyFans, you have to make sure your shirt's off. You have to be topless. I just... I just started it. I said, hey guys, I'm starting a foot page. You guys seem to like my feet. I'm posting them on Instagram for free, so might as well get paid for them. I mean, I wouldn't like, you know, but like, right. they're my feet. There's interest, there's an interest in the feet. Yeah. That is so interesting to me, but the thing about OnlyFans, it comes with a, a negative connotation. I think that's changing. But the OnlyFans dynamic isn't just sexual pictures or even sexy pictures. There's a lot of just influencers and content creators that are on yeah. OnlyFans. And I actually have a theory. I think, especially with what we're dealing with with the algorithms on social media, OnlyFans might be the last free speech platform that caters to left, right, whatever. Yeah. And it's just an You're open not gonna sphere. get censored and it's not like, oh, we think that your post nobody will care about, so nobody's gonna see it. Like it's it is what it is. Like, it's it's right there. Like, people who subscribe to you, they see your posts. It's not hidden in this weird, like, triangle of, I don't know. Like, now, I, I used to get, like, 20,000 likes on a photo. Now I'm lucky if I get 900. Like, how does that happen? Right. But at OnlyFans, you haven't noticed anything like that. It really is a, a platform to make money. And yeah. whatever you're into, there's no judgment. It's probably the first, like, non-political... Uh, platform now like social media has turned into like again like there's no freedom of speech you can't say what you want you like you get censored like there's no sense there's no censorship on OnlyFans. Do you have anybody in your industry in the fighting industry look down on you or, or give you dirty looks because you chose to join OnlyFans because it does come with a certain connotation even yeah. if people aren't educated enough to know yeah. that you're not nude you're not doing yeah. porn but are they, they treating you differently? I don't think anybody said anything. If I if I actually have a conversation and I say, look, like, I think a lot of fighters actually get it because fighters know, like, I don't know how the public views fighters with our pay, but we we don't really get paid a lot. And we we put our bodies on the line. We have no, like, when we're done fighting, it's like, oh, it was good to know you. We don't have, like, a, a 401k plan. We don't have, you know... Oh, you're getting money. Like, oh, you've been with the company for 10 years. So here, like every year you're retired, you're going to get like what a pension plan right. or however that is. Like fighters know that like we have to hustle. And I feel like we're constantly having to hustle. And so I just kind of go with the times, you know, I'm like, oh, well, let's try this out and see what happens. And I'll, I'll just keep doing it till the wheels fall off or till like if I, if I, you know, I, I mean, mean if you're making that kind of money, that's a pretty good that's a pretty good pad on the old income there, yeah. making half a million dollars and you really relatively have to do no work other than have your feet I mean, I'm yeah. guessing you have to make sure your feet are decent, but no tell you would think you would. You would think. I was always like, Oh my god, I'm gonna have to have a pedicure or whatever and like 
Sometimes they're like, no, we like the dirty feet. That's why, like the socks, they want my dirty, sweaty, filthy and you socks send them. workout. You, yeah. you package them and you send them to these people. bag. Here you go. <laughs> do, do what... With them, what you will. It doesn't, I don't care. That doesn't concern you at you. all. That doesn't weird you out at all. I mean, a buck is a buck, but at some point, you're kind of wondering, these are my dirty socks, and you're having to physically wrap them up and send them to somebody. Are you ever worried these people are going to show up on your doorstep or a weird stalker type thing? Because if someone's willing to buy a, a dirty sock, you just never know where their mindset is. I've already had weird stalker stuff just from fighting. I feel like it comes with, like, I, I don't think that the foot fetish people are going to be the ones that decide to stalk me. I feel like it's somebody in their mind who's demented who's just got that stalker stalkerish mentality because like I said I like dealt with that a lot with fighting like I had to deal with like a lot of like stalkers but I don't think about it that way I don't like I think it's it's not personal because it's not like like if you're here and on a strip pole like woo woo you see the man gawking at you like your feet it's just it's very disconnected because you're not like, I'm not face to face with these but people. But they feel like they have a connection to you. But that's where the money comes in right. too. I feel like that's with, you know, even like if you send a tweet out and like you, somebody rep- like, like, let's say you, you tweeted me or I'd be like, oh my gosh, Tommy tweeted me. Like it's, they feel, feel that connected. connection. It's an interaction. Yeah. And this is just a different, a different level of interaction than an Instagram or a Twitter. Yeah. People are subscribing. People have a vested interest in you. And in your feet, do you have repeat customers? Do you have people that come back for more? Or are these all new customers that are making up your bankroll here? It's kind of a, a combination of, like, both. Like, I've had, like, a lot of, like, the same people that have been there, like, since I started it. And then, like, it, it trickles. Like, for instance, I'll, I'm doing this interview, and I'll probably get, like, a bunch of new customers, you know? And some stay, some leave, some leave and come back. Like, it's very hard to, like keep track of it all because there are so many of them, you know, but um, I don't know. What would you say to somebody who is in your position and is like, listen, I need a little extra money or I think I could make a side hustle out of this. What would you tell them about the experience you've had with OnlyFans? I mean, it's it's probably a much better experience because like if you think about it, like when I go on like So, like, the people are there because they're paying to be there and they want to be there. So you don't get the trolls. Like, you know how many trolls I get on Instagram or on Facebook or people telling me how ugly I am all the time? Or it it makes it easier to even just interact with fans or people. Like, it's not, like, I don't just do that. Like, I sell, like, fight memorabilia, too. Like, I interact with fans. Like, I interact with people. And um, I feel like it's a much better environment than, like, being on a social media platform where people can just hate on you all the time. It's a lot more positive, I feel. Well, it sounds like it. And you know what? From the stuff I see on Instagram, there's people posting stuff on Instagram that should be explicit content anyway. Yeah. But they're the ones that are getting the trolls, but they're also the ones that maybe are or are not being censored. At least on OnlyFans, you're making money with it. You get to post what you want, and you don't have to deal with the algorithms and the censorship, and you don't have to deal with the shadow bans. It's just what it says. It is only fans. Yeah. But hey, listen, I don't hate it. I don't hate the game. And I think that it's amazing what you've been able to do. And long live only fans. It <laughs> could know. be, you know, maybe I just got a thought. Donald Trump banned from all these platforms. Of course, he's got Truth Social now. But 
Shoot, he should have just jumped on that OnlyFans bandwagon when they kicked him off Twitter. <laughs> Donald Trump should have been the first political figure just on OnlyFans. Like, listen, guys, this is the only place where I can Here be I me. Yeah. You know, OnlyFans. Okay, well, you know, maybe that'll be in the works that. someday. Maybe but, he's listening to you right now. Well, good for you, though. <laughs> and I hope you get a lot of requests from this interview. And yeah. that's an impressive hustle. So... Thanks for being here as well. I'm going to keep up with you on this because I want to know what your year your year end total is because I find this fascinating. It's my retirement plan. Only and it, and you know what? Retirement plan. You are not stupid for doing it. You are incredibly smart and resourceful. So I give you a lot of credit. All right, switching gears majorly. Still ahead, I'm a proud product of the so-called flyover states, and I have a message for Bill Gates, China, and the coastal elite communist wannabes moving into the heartland and mucking it up. My final thoughts are next. Whether it's Bill Gates, Chinese communist enterprise, or just your average blue state liberals traipsing in with big cattly money looking to build a second or third home, our heartland states are being invaded and then changed. And I've got something to say about it. It's time for final thoughts. Big city liberals, billionaires, and even Chinese communists are staking their claim to God's country, and I can't blame them. But as geographically beautiful as our red states are, that's not why they're coming. If it was about the weather, the terrain, or the landscape, you'd see every Tom, Dick, and Harry fleeing to California. But as we know, that's the opposite of the case. Now, y'all are coming because as much as your tweets and social media activism say otherwise, you appreciate freedom. It's in your blood, and it ought to be. That's not the problem. The problem is, half of you are fleeing to our free states and bringing your semi-commie voting patterns right along with you. And you also have the audacity to look at the locals as if we are backwards and need to change. It's a free country. Americans are allowed to move and build in whatever state we choose. But for the love of God, can you wake up and realize that turning our red states purple or blue will put you right back in the same situation you fled from? You ruin these states and there's nowhere to flee to. You come strolling into our states with all that Cali or New York money in your pockets, buy up land and property, price up the locals, and then you plant a big BLM or Biden sign into the very dirt cultivated by us hardworking folks you turn your nose up at. Newsflash, you're not better than us. And how pompous you are that you infiltrate our states only to change them to suit you. You plant backyard hobby gardens and buy a couple horses and all of a sudden you think you're farmers and ranchers. You're not. Or even worse, take Bill Gates, for example. How many family farms and ranches are you going to run out of business in North Dakota and elsewhere? You bought up 270,000 acres across dozens of states, and what family operation can compete with that? And meanwhile, Gates is investing millions of dollars in lab-grown meat just to pour a little more salt in the wound. I've had it. Our states are not merely here for your experiments or your vacation homes or your liberal nonsense. And to quote Yellowstone's John Dutton, if what Gates and the rest of them are bringing into our backyards is their version of progress, well, let every South Dakotan, North Dakotan, Montana, Texan, and Tennessean be the wall their progress bashes against, and we will not be the ones who break. You want to be in a red state and God's country? Fine. But if you want to bring your demons dressed as liberal policies into our mountains, fields, streams, farmland, and backyards, well, you're in for a rude awakening. And those are my final thoughts from Nashville. God bless and take care.